The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, it's Stephanie Hansen for Weekly Dish, and the Lakewinds Organic Field Fund is a grant program that awards money to local farmers who are working to expand sustainable farming in Minnesota and Wisconsin. At lakewinds.com, you can watch a video and learn about 15 different farms and how the $109,000 in grants that Lakewinds awarded makes an impact on our local food system. Let me tell you about some of these farmers. Gray's Farm raises free-range ducks, pigs, and chickens, and the happy animals forage the farm's forest and prairie for additional food. And Grays is using their grant to build a more comfortable coop for their 300-plus ducks. Grays Farm duck eggs are available at Lakewinds while they're in season. And Little Big Sky Farm is a certified organic farm owned by first-generation farmers who received funding to build a better packaging shed. And Cylon Rolling Acres raises organic goats and with their new refrigerated trailer will be able to deliver their product to a wider range of customers. And maybe you didn't know this, but most goat meat is currently imported from Australia, so having it grown closer to home helps reduce food miles. Twin Cities Green Farm is an organic small-scale farm, and their funds will help them purchase a walk-behind tractor. Learn more about this fund and other ways that Lakewinds gives back to the community at lakewinds.com slash community. The Weekly Dish Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And this is uh, a great Saturday to be listening in to the Weekly Dish because we got a lot of good stuff. We got a lot of stuff covered last hour. We've got a lot of good stuff coming this hour. A lot of food, a lot of food chatter. Uh, before you wanted to answer yeah, the question, Hope, Hope do you want to ask the question where the lady couldn't stay on the air? Of course. So it, she's looking for a waffle product in store, a yeasted waffle she thought it was female owned she mentioned nordic but didn't think that was correct i've got it it's wallflower and it is um a b corp and it's two sisters and they have it at um lakewinds and it's in the freezer section they have vanilla blueberry lemon and they're yeasted delicious waffles that you put in the toaster all right i love it okay guess what time for top two in hour two Give him the old one, one, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Winning. All right, this is the time that we talk about a couple of things that we are sort of thinking about or obsessed with this week. Why don't you go first? Uh, yes, so our friend Chef Yia Vang has made an announcement that him and his crew from Union Kitchen are moving inside for the winter. So they're starting a residency at Republic in Minneapolis, uh, Maddie O'Reilly's place. They're going to start on October 23rd. It's got a great beer list and great cocktails, a big patio, and that'll be fun to have you there for takeout, dine-in, you know, yum. He's taking over the entire menu. I love the fact that this is Union Mung Kitchen that they were in Sociable Cider Works. They're done there now. I think that last night was last night. 
Um, might be tonight. But they're basically moving all the way over to their t- and going inside. I mean, obviously, and they have That's a huge great. kitchen. It's kind of exciting. Also, he's going to be doing brunch for the first time. What do, What would he I know. make at brunch? Yum. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm sort of excited to think about that. Um, but that's kind of fun. I'm excited. It is. Good. All right. Well, uh, my first one is kind of funny that it's almost, it's also Asian food. Oh, it's hooray. Trees Walk. And I know that I've talked about them loosely, you know, kind of at the show. But, like, the thing is, it's this tiny little Asian restaurant in Wyzetta. And they deliver like it's basically, you know, like like a I wonder counter if I can get place. it in Golden Valley. You might be able to. <laughs> you might be able to. It might be too weeks. far. It might be too far. I think it's too far. OK, but you still have Nong's Thai Bistro. So. I do. Um, but nonetheless, Trees Walk is a great one. That is um, if you're out in the wee subs with me out in the Long Lake Orono area. They just, or if you want to go pick it up, you could also go pick it up. But I got to tell you, the pad thai, Jake and I had never gotten it there before. And I love the fact that they delivered to our house and it's warm. It's so great. Um, But they have this pad thai and it was a huge order, a huge like portion of it. It's not super expensive and it is delicious. So it's my recommendation if you're out there looking for a good, and they have pad thai, they have like dumplings. Mongolian beef, I'm just they, looking at the menu. Yeah, Yum. they have like Szechuan, we got Szechuan dumplings before. We, dan oh, Dan noodles. Yes, the Dan Dan noodles. When they have chop suey, when was the last time you had chop suey? I've never ordered it there and I really want to. But I kind of feel like I get my other stuff. I get like I get the chicken fried rice, but I ask for no peas and carrots because I'm just that way about it. <laughs> I just want my pure fried rice with my egg and my bean shoots. Um, and so, but I mean, I think that they are, they have also cream cheese wontons, which is like the thing that I want. That's Ellie's favorite. Thing. I know. I'm sorry, but I do. I just do. She loves those too. I know it's so good. So there it is. So trees walk. I wanted to make sure that everybody knew as we're getting into hunker down and delivery season. Yes, <laughs> this is what you want. So we have all. All these people in the world that are feeling stretched beyond belief and their emotional capacity, right? Right. And that's your theme today. (laughs) Yeah. And amongst all of this, people are moving, people are sick, people are having babies, people are dying, people are going to addiction recovery, losing pets. All of these things are still happening in our life that is just like tipping people over. There is a local woman who is really great and she has a service. It's called Beyond Words. Uh, co.com and what it is is their care packages to provide comfort in times of grief or loss or just difficult times mm-hmm. so if you get uh, one of her boxes there's like a box that is a calm box and it comes with some beautiful tea some uh, essential oils it comes with um, some intentions if you have the rest box, it comes with like some lavender things and it's little chocolate treats and just things that like are kind and warm and make you just kind of go, ah, like somebody thought about me today. Oh, nice. So it's a box that del- is delivered. It's a custom care package for an extra personal touch. And they are called beyondwordsco.com. Oh, and that's, they're local. They're local. That's mm-hmm. great. I did give out a... Uh, I, somebody asked me because they know that I had sent uh, packages to friends across the country. And Zingerman's is always my favorite, yes. by the way. If you ever are looking for something kind of in a, in a you know, like you, it's a crack team. They, this is what they do for across the country, I think, is one of those great things. So I just yes. got their catalog yesterday because obviously they know that right around this time is when I start sending those boxes of snacks to my loved ones who don't live with me. Yeah, there's a lot of cool snacks. They have a customizable uh, bread box. Yeah. 
Oh, and God, yeah. Thanksgiving breads, yum. Yeah, we have to almost start talking about some Thanksgiving stuff. We do, because it's going to be so Thanksgiving-ish. I, I know. And the weird part, too, is that it's like, there's a lot of people already set up to start doing delivery Thanksgiving. And I think there's a lot of people who are, you know, from Gavin, you know, doing delivery to uh, the Travail Boys will have a delivery box or like a like a pre-prepped Thanksgiving and I think that we'll do a segment on it. We'll, yeah. you know, because I think I'm going to get a blog together about it. Rasa always does a good one. Yeah, but and they always sell out. You know yep. what I mean? But the idea that I think this year people are not going to be cooking the biggest feasts as, you know, normal because they're not going to be having 20 people. In you won't house. have a 22 pound turkey, Stephanie. Um, I will still have a 22 pound <laughs> turkey. I, the point of the 22 pound turkey isn't the about leftovers. the number of people at the table. It's about what happens for two more weeks after that, basically. Oh my God, I just got excited for turkey sandwiches <laughs> right now. Okay, but before that, there, we have a lot to get through. We have, of course, Halloween and election to get through before we get there. But Which is going to feel like an eternity. The election might actually go bump right up to Thanksgiving. So just be prepared for that. you know it's not going to be like the next day that we know no. anything. It's going to be this long, drawn-out affair. And so speaking oh. of that, let's talk about my next thing, or my second one, is something called that I found out. Call Somebody Feed the People. And it's a donation thing that you guys can do. Somebodyfeedthepeople.org. And we'll put a link up. Um, but basically, this is supporting and amplifying efforts to feed the people at the polls this election season. Because we know that with uh, some limited spacing and everything else, that there is uh, there's a potential for there to be long lines at the polls this year. And in, in order to kind of encourage people to stay in line and cast their vote, uh, this is a national campaign. And it's spearheaded by uh, Phil Rosenthal of Somebody Feed Phil on F- Netflix. Oh, sure. Have you seen that? Um, I have not. I've seen little clips of it, but I've never kind of sat through it. Um, but they're raising organ, they're raising dollars uh, to feed the people at the poll. And what they're doing is they'll have food trucks there offering free food. They'll have pizzas, you know, delivered to people standing in line. Um, and so it's kind of a nice thing. It's a way that uh, you know we can feed people that are there to do something and may be there for a long time. So you can support uh, the organization. What they'll do, of course, is they'll buy the money that we give them. They will give to local organizations like local restaurants. They will pay them to deliver food. Cool. So it's one of those double support things where we're supporting local restaurants, even though we're giving dollars uh, in your uh, independent restaurants, too. So and it's a part it's a partner with the World Central Kitchen, which, of course, is Jose Andres and who is. By the way, doing Instagram cooking things with his daughter that makes me just want to die. It's so cute, and really? she's she's like this wonderful college aged kid. But they do the the way that they're like you know their Spanish that flows in throughout. Oh, so great. Um, but there's also another one called Pizza to the Poles, and that's a, if you want to know, that's another organization that's linked to them to somebody feed the people. So, well, that's exciting. Isn't that a good one? Yes, I thought that was good, and I was thinking about how I have never had to actually stand in a super big line, and I know that that's just, I mean, that's a small town situation. You know, my polls are like <laughs> the firehouse, you know? Right. So we haven't, and we don't have a lot of people where I live in that area, but I know a lot of people are really excited about, you know, exercising their right. So uh, Yum Kitchen, too, has the vote cookies. Yes. Uh, that you go in and you can get your, uh, I don't, I don't know if it's specific to Biden and Trump, but I think it might be. And you buy your cookie of who you want. Oh, really? And then, um, they had, uh, they're encouraging people to vote and they had people, they had, uh, 
his name is Brandon. I'm not sure, but he's been at the farmer's markets and he's making free RBG posters that say vote on them and yep. handing them out. And I love that. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about dumplings. And uh, after that, quick breads. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. And I just want to tell you how glad I am that we have a resource for farmers and food and agriculture in Minnesota. We are so lucky. It's one of the biggest things that our state is known for. And sometimes I feel like we don't get a chance to actually talk to farmers and find out what they're doing. And Common Ground, Minnesota is a, is, is a place on Facebook where you can ask questions about how your food is grown right here from local farmers. These are women who are volunteering their time to answer your questions to engage in conversations. Plus, they'll show you cute farm pictures of their dogs. I mean, what's better than that? And they post recipes. What could be better than that? Common Ground Minnesota is a resource for you guys, and it's all volunteer-led. And I just encourage everybody, if you're curious about your food and where it comes from and the farming that is going on in Minnesota, you want to get to Common Ground Minnesota on Facebook. Dish, and you know what time of year it is. Bum, bum, bum. Fall? <laughs> apple dumpling season. Is it apple dumpling season? Well, yes, Stephanie. So long ago, I don't even know how long ago, on the Weekly Dish, we talked about the Mountain Dew apple dumplings. And these are these very delicious, albeit disgusting to prepare, little morsels. And what you do is you wrap these hunks of green apples in Pillsbury Crescent dough. You put them in a, a greased pan and then you pour Mountain Dew all around it. That's mixed with like 12 cups of sugar and wait, not wait. really 12, but it is a lot of sugar. Wait, you're it's putting like sugar a cup of, and Mountain Dew? Oh, yes. Oh, wow. it's like a cup of sugar and a stick of butter and it's all melted, and you put that over the dumplings, and you pour the Mountain Dew over, and then you bake them. And you can't believe that something so gross when you're assembling it comes out and is so amazing. <laughs> They're so good. You can't believe it. It's like just, it's incredible that this simple recipe makes this just deliciousness that's great with whipped cream. It's great with caramel drizzled over the top it's and ice cream. It's engineered to be delicious. Yes, it totally. Is. All of it is engineered to make you love it. So if we were in a normal non-COVID time, I would probably be on the Jason show doing the apple Mountain Dew dumplings. Stephanie would be like, are you going to put that recipe up again? And we would be laughing about it. But I just felt like we couldn't let fall apple season go by without at least mentioning the Mountain Dew apple dumplings because they're so good. So we'll put the recipe up for those. But then I started just thinking about the Instant Pot in general because when I saw the recipe for apple Mountain Dew dumplings, it was because I was working on a recipe for Instant Pots. Yeah. And I first wanted to just let you know, have you seen the cute Mickey Mouse Instant Pots? No. Oh, they're they so cute? cute. Yes. You know how um, people have... Uh, customize their instant pots. Disney has a version. It comes in either white or red. And if you're still someone that doesn't have an instant pot, a get with the program and get one. Cause they're fantastic. But the Mickey mouse one is super cute. Okay. Um, so let's just talk about instant pots for a second because we have the weekly dish instant potters. And what this is, is it's a Facebook group and you can join the group and 
Every day, there's probably at least three different recipes that are posted from over 10,000 people all around the country that have Instant Pots. A lot of these people don't even know we have a radio show, right? No, I just approved like <laughs> uh, people from Santa Clara, some people from Seattle. Uh, there's a bunch of people who joined from North Carolina. Yeah. It's, it's nuts. It's just people that have Instant Pots, and they're great. Our friend Barbara Lyons, who is local, helps us curate... Some she, of just the throws, she just watches it and does some she's good great. and she's got great intel. And if you have like an instant pot fail, if you put it on there, they'll yeah. be the first people to tell you the why. legions will answer your call. If you have you ever had burned or burn? I have never. I oh, am so lucky twice. to never have burn because I've had it where I the, start something and I don't do it long enough and then I try to reseal it and I start it again. And what happens is it never seals right and it just starts burning the bottom of the pan. Oh. I've had this happen a few times. Yeah. Um, but so if you are new to the Instant Pot, I would like to encourage you to get one. I think that it's just a fantastic cooking mechanism. It also connects as a slow cooker. So if you're one of those people that doesn't like to have a lot of gadgets, you could go down to one. I still like to have both. But it is just, I, I even use it in the summer. Like it's great for doing eggs. It's great for doing soups. You can do meat, but it's also got the browning saute feature. So like a crock pot where they want you to brown something on the stove and then put it in the crock pot. The instant pot gets hot enough to brown and then you throw all the rest of your stuff in and you seal it up. Yeah. It's not dangerous. It doesn't feel unsafe like the old fashioned pressure cookers where you were worried they were going to explode. Right. It's really quite easy. And still there's a lot of people that have them and are afraid to cook in them. Break the seal, people. Like, what else are we it doing? It's very strange when they th- say they're f- afraid. I don't even. I don't understand that because there's nothing. That's like saying I got a new spatula and I'm afraid to <laughs> use it. You can't mess this up. Like, even if you burned it, the machine turns off by itself. Yeah, a so burn is not not, not a fire or explosion or anything. It's just and you know the worst that you're gonna have is like overdone something. Yes, or, or you're gonna hit the bottom. wrong button, and yep. it's like that's fine. Um, so there's a lot of great recipes that you can make in the instant pot with apples, as it turns out and applesauce. I was kind of turned on to this idea of making applesauce in the instant pot because Bradley trainer, my talk one Oh seven one, uh, midday host makes a ton of apple butter. Oh, so I like, I'm not an apple butter person. Yeah. And I'm not really an applesauce person, but I do like to make applesauce and then have it on yogurt. Oh, um, so I was like, oh, in the Instant yeah. Pot, of course, that'd be so easy. We used to, we eat applesauce as a snack, you know, just like a quick midday, you throw Yum. it in a little dish and stuff, but I haven't made it in a long time. I, you know, I buy the no sugar applesauce cause I hate the too much of the, you know, like when they sweeten it up too much. So I just buy straight up, you know, but I've never made it. And it seems really ridiculous because all you really have to do is cook some apples down. Yeah. And the Instant Pot would be a great way to do it from a pressure standpoint. Yes. If you leave your skins on, by the way, then you get a nice pinkish hue. You don't have to take the skins off if you were using red apples. Okay. Yeah. I like that idea. I know. I like pink applesauce. Um, How about this, Stephanie? Instant Pot Apple Crisp. Now, that seems strange. Yes, because <laughs> you're not going to crisp anything in the Instant no. Pot. But you basically put your apples, your butter, your oat topping all inside the Instant Pot, and then you cook it in the Instant Pot. Well, 
it doesn't get the crispy topping like you would want in a crisp. Right. But it does still give you that like porridge. It's like an oatmeal. It's basically yeah. like an apple oatmeal in my mind. This yes. Is. And so if you're someone that just wants those flavors, but you don't want to go with the hassle of putting it in the oven, the Instant Pot can be your friend. Yeah. And I'm, let's be clear, like an apple oatmeal sounds great. You yes. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it sure I'm, does. Like if we all love that crispy part of the top and it gets a little bit of, you know, like little more hearty. I'm there for that. So I talked about the deliciousness of the which Mountain apples Dew can I quickly go back to though? Which apples do you? Because there are different apples that you should be using for different types of things. You know what I mean? For like, the Mountain Dew apple dumpling, I would use a green apple because they're so much sweet with the butter and the sugar and the. You want something a little more tart? Yeah, I would say that if you're also looking for Har- Harrelsons, also tend to be tart. So if you don't love like a Granny Smith, like you don't love a green Granny Smith, to me just get one note. You know what I mean? But Harrelsons for me have that tartness. <clears throat> but they also have a little bit of balance to it, I think. I would probably use those for uh, applesauce. Yeah, that would be good. I like a Macintosh for applesauce, actually, because then you don't add any sugar. Are those those just... Okay, sorry. They're I'm... super snowy white. You okay. know what I mean? Because I'm confused between the... Those just horrible, red, delicious apples, like nobody the even apple grows of our here. childhood. Or nobody even grows that here. Do they still... Ha- they still have those. Like, they have them at the grocery those? store, but like we're talking, go to your orchard, you know what yeah. I mean? Or buy local apples. And if you want to have that snowy white interior, a Cortland is a great apple to buy. Yum. And it's got a sweet tang to it. It's wonderful. You can get those at Sweetland Orchard. Just oh, I pop love down orchard. to go visit Gretch and then get a bunch of Cortlands. And I'm drinking Gretchen cider like crazy. Yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, so the apple dumpling that I started the segment out telling you about how to make these Mountain Dew apple dumplings in the oven. Stephanie, you can make them in the Instant Pot and we'll post the recipe. Okay, we'll do it. I'm going to, I can't tell you I'm going to give it a try. You might. I might. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a weekly dish on My Talk 1071. We are talking all the food and fun things. Um, the dumpling situation, I think, is real. And I am. Um, uh, it is. We just got an email from Christy and she said, I've made your dumplings many times for the Wyzetta football team. They were the first dessert gone every time. I, I I will tell you that there's also sort of a similar recipe of the cinnamon rolls where you use melted ice cream to bake over them, to throw over and bake them. What is this deliciousness no, that I've I, never heard I of? I refuse to share it. I refuse. Okay. I am not going to melt an entire carton of Blue Bunny vanilla ice cream to bake your cinnamon rolls when you can just use actual butter and sugar. Okay. I need two weeks to move. Because I just moving my freezer is like a three car ride affair. Yeah. So once that happens, I'll be back to the cooking. We're in mid move and it's a lot. That's what happens. Um, You know, what's really easy, though. And a thing that I kind of think about as as far as like it starts in fall. It's the quick bread. Yes. Let's talk about quick breads, because quite honestly, I don't think that I make I would make a quick bread at all in the summertime. I mean, I don't turn my Banana oven on bread. as much as can. I, I, but I don't make it. Oh, like I don't think about it until I start at fall and then I make them, you know, kind of yeah. all winter. And you don't have air goes. conditioning, so that makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. But also it's something about eating like a dense loaf, because what we're talking about with quick breads are obviously it's a non yeasted bread. It's a baking soda, baking powder, you know, rise. Um, and so it's dense. It tends to be a little bit of a, you know, a denser thing. And I guess in the summertime, I just don't feel that, you know, I don't know. Um, but I do love the fact of like quick bites are basically like when you think about baking projects when, I mean, obviously dumplings and apple (laughs) cider. 
Mountain Dew cans are pretty easy and fail safe. But when you're thinking about people who are like, you know, taking on these huge baking projects yeah, for the COVID and yeah, all this stuff and how how like delicate it is and how you have to follow all these rules and and you know it may turn out it may not. Let's be clear. Your quick bread, it's, it's gonna proof. be it's it's gonna <laughs> it's a no fail situation. Oh, you didn't have enough of this ingredient and so you threw in some more of that one. Great. It's fine. Fine. Oh, you don't have uh buttermilk, you have sour cream and maybe some applesauce. Or a little yogurt. Great. Super good. Or you don't have oil. Yeah. You just have applesauce. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why not? <laughs> and I love the fact that it's basically dump in a bowl, stir, bake. Like that's it. And think about how good, like when we were nicer to each other, when we first started working together, you would like make me, one day you brought me a pumpkin loaf. I know. And and just like that feel like to bring someone a fresh loaf of bread. Yeah. Feels fantastic. And like, you just love them so much. I know it is. It is. I actually put the pumpkin loaf recipe, the pumpkin chocolate chip loaf on what to cook for when the Instagram at what to cook for when. Um, and, uh, so that's up there if you want it and I'll probably push it onto the weekly dish page because it's the standard. It's the thing I don't even think about anymore, but yet at the same time, I have changed it since the last time I made you a loaf. I now put garam masala in my pumpkin bread. Oh, yum. You know? So it's like a curry pumpkin bread? It's not a curry. It's just warm spice. There's just something in there that gives you a little bit of like a base that's less sugary and I use maple syrup. And so Yum. it's basically, you know, the way that you look at it is it's like um, it's it's like you take your you take your pumpkin and then you put your pumpkin puree and you mix it with sugar and you mix it with butter and all the other good stuff. Then you toss your dry stuff on top. And sometimes I do a lot of nutmeg and sometimes I do a little bit of nutmeg. And then sometimes I take ginger powder but then sometimes i grate fresh ginger into it it's like whatever you're feeling about that you can do and then you stir that up and then you put your flour in and then you put it you put chocolate chips if you have them and you put it in a pan and that's it and that's the beauty of it seriously you made me once i think a lemon roseberry bread too yes that was really delicious I'm, why aren't we nicer to each other and bringing fresh baked goods into you know what? the studio honestly like th- you know why Especially this last year, it's like I don't have time to bake in the week. I'm like I work, you which know, is like ironic because hours. you're home twenty four seven. That's even weirder, right? <laughs> I know that I'm at home, but I like the idea you're, of like taking a moment to like mix the stuff together and put the oven on. Okay, feels so exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. capacity. You don't have any. So what started this for me this week, and this is funny that you're saying this, because if Jake were awake right now and listening, he would probably be texting you, going, "Look," because here's what happened. I saw this apple donut cider loaf cake on Bon Appetit. Um, I saw that. Did you see this? The apple cider donut loaf cake. Okay. Fantastic. Holy moly. It has haunted me. I have said six times this week, I'm going to make that loaf cake this week. And it was always too hot. It was like it was too hot in my house because of this silly summer situation that I was like, "Eh, eh." and so I've told poor Jake a hundred times that I'm about, I'm going to make this loaf. And he's like, oh, where's the cider cake? I'm like, oh, I didn't make it. <laughs> it's not cold enough yet. But he's so mad at me because, of course, it sounds delicious. And this one, you guys, I love the idea that it's using, um, you know, it's using apple cider that you reduce down for the flavoring of that. So and to get that intensity, 
I love that. And of course, this is they're saying the same thing on this. Like, you know what? If you want to use, you know, swap buttermilk for sour cream, go ahead. Any other oil instead of butter, go ahead. So I thought that was great. Um, I'm I'm eager to try that. I really believe that I might make it today. I really believe. <laughs> no, it's going to be hot today. Uh, is it, though? It's at least going to be 60s, something like as If it doesn't get to 70, I can do it. I well, don't know. We'll but here's the other question. So yesterday when we were on um, with Patrice and her, we did the, uh, the 10,000 plates book launch. You made me pull a book off my shelf. <laughs> and there was, I pulled the Minnesota heritage cookbook, which is the first thing I, I cooked out of as a kid. And it had in there um, a tomato quick bread. Yum. And I thought about it. It's like, of course I, I actually want to do more savory to make a grilled breads. cheese with that. Sounds amazing. Doesn't it? Yes, or grilled cheese. Like, you know how sometimes at fancy restaurants they make the toasted fingers of bread? Yes. Like, oh, yes. with a tomatoy soup or just with a corn chowder yeah. and having a tomato finger of bread. Yeah. Grilled. Yeah. Grilled. Yeah, yeah. Yum. Well, yeah. If you, and this is the, this is the key for all quick breads, I think, because we tend to like cut them and eat them just like, you know, like a zucchini bread, a banana yeah. bread. You just throw it home and usually, or you butter it and you have it. But I'm telling you right now, the thing you should be doing is toasting it. And grilling them. In a big thing of butter. Butter. Yeah, like put a butter in a pan and let that foamy up. Put a buttery bread. Put a buttery pan out. And some more butter. And then what are we, Paula Dean? Yes, and then you slap that bread on there and you let that get toasty on the other side. And you and especially the pumpkin with like the chocolate chips because the chocolate chips get a little melty. Yum. And then you flip that baby and I'm telling you, that is the way to go. But I'm thinking about, I might make this tomato quick bread and see how that works out maybe i'll maybe i'll bring you a loaf when i like you better (laughs) i don't know we'll see how that works out um but let me ask you this do you still have zucchinis left are you are you done did you freeze everything well actually because now that you mentioned it because kurt was up at the lake yeah winterizing and brought home three cabbages that i didn't even know were growing and a bunch of yellow squash and zucchinis that are kind of dirty and in a bag. Yeah. And I just keep looking at them like, but I'll bring them for you next week. Well, I I have two huge zucchinis from my neighbors who are so great. They're, they just come over and they've given me buckets of tomatoes, which I've been oven roasting for them. Um, but uh, which now I think I'm going to put in the bread. I'll put the oven roasted tomatoes in the bread. I have bags of those. Right. But but I'm thinking, so I have a couple of huge zucchinis that I'm about to shred out and put into bread. But I was just thinking that you could absolutely do, you know, some zucchini breads. Somebody, and by the way, you don't have to stay the lane on your zucchini bread that you're thinking, right? Like, A, you can make it completely chocolate. Like, you can just use the zucchini yeah. as your moisture agent in, like, a Mexican chocolate bread. Just saying the word moisture harkens back to the word moist, but... Zoe Francois has the delicious chocolate bundt cake that has zucchini in it. So it's the same yeah. kind of theory. Yeah. And I don't see why you wouldn't just do that. Like if you're if you're thinking like, oh, I'm so tired of the zucchini spice spread, just throw that Make out. Chocolate. Like go different and go then cocoa. throw a bunch of spice into it. Mm-hmm. Throw some cayenne and some ancho chili peppers in there. Like that some smoky chipotles in there. The chili yeah. powder that I brought from Santa Fe for you. I used it. Okay. Did you like it? I loved it. It's so more fragrant than yeah. like what we are buying in stores. It yeah. Just... I made a big pot of chili last Sunday and it was perfect Yum. in it. Um, and you put pumpkin in your chili too sometimes, don't you? No. Don't you put squash? No. Okay. I thought maybe Someone you else did. Does. Someone else does. I know that good. you're saying that I'm thinking about it, but I have not. It's good. No, I wonder if I should. <laughs> it's just, a, it's different, but it is really good. Yeah. 
I would be. I, I can see why that would work. That is interesting. I might try to go that way. Although every time I'm using any sort of uh, squash right now, all I want to do is put sage with it. That's it. Butter and sage and squash. That's all I want to eat. Patrice Johnson was saying that she fries up sage leaves and butter and just eats them like chips. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds good. I know. Why not? Um, so the other thing is, I was just going to say that, remember, there's like, if there's a couple things like with <laughs> the best part about like quick breads is if you, you know, if you just master sort of that, that balance idea, you can kind of go with whatever you know, thing. And it becomes like, what's going bad in the kitchen that I got to get, you know, kind of not, I'm not saying like all the horrible things, but it's easy to kind of make it into, I don't want to say dump cake because that's a whole nother lane for us, but you know, to get the idea that you can, it's food waste is what I'm trying to say is like, instead of thinking like, Oh, I don't really want to eat this zucchini, but I want to do something with it, put it into a cake or a quick bread and then freeze that. So, Cause that's a thing that you may want later when you already have so many zucchini things frozen. Lemon poppy seed. Oh yeah. That what happened to delicious. poppy seed? I feel like there was so much poppy seed. That was kind of a 1980s, 90s thing, but lemon poppy seed bread is also really good. Yeah. So I'm going to put up a couple links. We have a couple like 32 savory quick breads for when you're not feeling sweet. I love the idea of, you know, like sour cream leek biscuits. Biscuits are a quick bread technically. Yum. Um, but the Parmesan zucchini bread is, I think, what I'm going to make next is off there. So lots of great ideas out there, you guys. And um, just have Will fun you with make that. the apple cider loaf and Instagram it so we know that you've accomplished Jake's needs? Oh, God, I should. He doesn't ask for much. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we'll be right back. I really love this Skater Boy song, and I'm not going to lie. I said this whole album is great. Yeah, I never Avril had, Levine. but I just think that was such a, she was such a good force. Yeah, until she married the guy from Nickelback. Well, Chad, there's that. Whatever his there's that. Nickelback name was. Hey, we had a bunch of questions, you guys. We're wrapping up the show, but we did have a bunch of questions that came in um, on the email, the show app, you know, thing. And then we did have someone who called. So we're going to answer some questions quickly. Um, the first one is a caller said that she is hosting a backyard end of summer gathering. What's a COVID friendly dish to put out? She was going to do a pot of chili, but someone in her group wasn't sure if that was safe. We've answered this a couple of times and, and we'll continue to do it just because it's I, we get it. You know what I mean? It's a tough decision. Um and I think the thing that we had said was it's if you are going to do like a pot of chili, just make sure that there's only one person with one ladle serving, you know, and like have putting it into. On. Yeah. And having a glove on is good. But if they're the only one touching the ladle and serving everybody up, that's good. People I think. aren't getting COVID from food. The food, if once you eat the food, if there is any, you know, viral whatever presence on the food, your stomach, your stomach destroys it. I mean, like the doctors have been pretty clear about that. So. It's pretty easy to kill. It's just that it's contagious is the deal. And if you felt nervous about it, you could do like individual chicken pot pies, something that's an individual serving that's all prepared. That would be if you don't have like a ton of people, which I'm hoping, I mean, soon if people are nervous, you're probably not gathering more than 10 people. So you could easily do or make like sandwiches, do 10 different sandwiches that you make, you know, with your hands, with gloves or whatever, and then let them all just have individually wrapped sandwiches. That's a good, I love a good sandwich. Hello. Yeah. What a great thing. Love it. Uh, Okay. So we also had some questions that came in. I'm just going to read them for you. Steph March mentioned mail order snack company. What was the name? Zimmerman's. I thought it began with the letter Z. Zingerman's. Zingerman's. In fact, maybe I'll put that up there too. If you want to, I'll find it for you. But Zingerman's is out of uh, is out of Michigan and it's Ann Arbor and it's one of the biggest, best uh, subscription and food box companies of all time. 
Here's another question. This is for Colleen. Help. Through a food elimination test, I've discovered an extreme intolerance for cooked onions. As the basis for so many soups, I am dreading the fall and not being able to enjoy my great soup recipes. What can I substitute for flavor in my usual recipes? Wait, um, what was it? It's, she can't eat onions. This is like the third one in the month or two months that we've had with onion things. Yeah, people get allium allergies. You it's, can oh. substitute garlic. Yeah. You can skip onions altogether and you can go uh, savory. So you can do the celery, the carrots, and don't do the onions. But you could also add like apples if you're making a squash soup. So add a little bit of sweetness there because the onions tend to get a little sweet once they're cooked down and caramelized. I'm wondering if you can use onion powder or if that's a thing. I think it's based in onions. Okay. So then you probably can't eat garlic either, though. It's kind of in that same... It's an allium, but some people have garlic allergies yeah. and some people don't. Interesting. Um, um, yeah. I would say that if you're missing that sharp sort of side to things, like I would kind of go with more of like hitting those spices. Butter. Just, yeah. Just add <laughs> more butter. Well, that's not going to give you an, an onion sub. It's going to give you a delicious flavor. Sure. I would do more like I would throw in the spice mixes like za'atar or do, you know, garam masala, that kind of thing. I would put some turmeric in things. Just bump up the spice on things. Just not hot spice. I'm talking deep spice. And that way you'll get a little bit more of that savory bite that you're looking for. That's a good name for a cookbook. Deep Spice Nine. Deep Spice, <laughs> deep spice Nine. Oh Instead my of the God. Deep Except State, it's all, the Deep Spice. Yeah, you get all the nerds. <laughs> uh, here is a note from Kathy. She says, if we get takeout food that's fried, i.e. anchor fish and chips, yum. We set the oven on 425 before we leave home to pick it up. And when we get home, we pop the food in the oven for on a sheet pan for about five minutes. And the food heats and crisps up nicely. Excellent. That's a good little that tip That is a good fries. tip. That is a good tip. Uh, let's see. You got any more? Yeah, I got, uh, talking about apple. Oh, you were talking about applesauce in yogurt. I'm not an applesauce girl, but I do add cinnamon and I put it in oatmeal and my grandson loves it. And now I eat it too. I freeze some applesauce. Okay. Frozen applesauce. Yum. I know. We did have a question about, we've had a couple questions about, do we have a list of restaurants with heated patios? Kids, this is not an easy list to compile is all I'm going to say. So we are working on it. So hopefully we thought this week was a good week because nobody needs heated patios this week because it's been so great. So we thought we would try to launch it this next week. So we're trying and we're trying to get information. It's just that you guys have no idea how much actual work goes into compiling these lists and making sure they're accurate. And here's a tip. Pick up your phone. My husband and I had a fight about this this week. I'm like, you have to call people now. You can't just go on their websites because they're not updated. If you have a concern about something or you don't know if they take reservations or you don't know if they have a patio or a heater, just call them. I know. Call people. I know. Well, and that's the thing is like, and I know that they just want to peruse. Like, I get it. I Listen, this is half of our, you know, job and and we love to be clicked through because people love to peruse a list and think about their options. They don't want to have to think about the option, go through the work and then find it. I get it. Like and that's what we're here to do. It's just that it is we are all short staffed. We all have lots of things to work on and it's those lists are hard to compile. They just are. So if you want a heated patio, I mean, we couldn't. Everybody's got heaters. There's really nobody. Moscow on the hill doesn't have heaters now like are working now if they're, you know, huge heaters or I mean, I know that there's people working on fire pits and things like that. There's people working on uh, the domes. 
Yeah, what I are don't, those things I don't called? know about the geo, like the uh, the indoor dining. Domes. I don't want to eat with you or anybody else in a dome other than my spouse. No, and that's that the doesn't thing. Work like for you me. only can like I could only eat with Jake in a dome. Yeah, because you're in like a small, super enclosed space. Yeah, I, th- I felt like this was a weird idea. Me too. Because I felt like so we're taking instead of going inside, we're going to make it micro inside. Which actually, if you're inside the restaurant, you at least have air systems. Unless this one has an air system, which seems yeah weird. And then you're outside, but you're not outside. I like, know. we're not outside to, like, look at the outside. We're outside because we want the air of the outside. So then why are we closing us off in a very small That's way? That's right. In a from dome. the air. Yep. So I can sit with my <laughs> husband in a dome. In a do- And also... Yeah, to be away from everybody else, I would just And the go. server going in and out of the... I think it's I would like, just stay home. It's like you have a mask on in the dome. I know. Oh, and you know what's real? What's real is having that mask on for like six hours a day. And for you people that are working, essential workers and hospital, I'm so sorry that you have to breathe in your own air because that just gets real rank. Yeah. Oh, just like okay. really. We'll end on a more positive <laughs> note than that. Pumpkin um, bread. <laughs> pumpkin bread. Let me tell you what. Pumpkin bread. Oh my god. Okay, good. But guess what time it really is next week. Guess what time it is. Halloween. Close. It's stuffed pumpkin. Oh, I was wondering when you were going to get <laughs> to the stuffed pumpkin dip, yo. It's stuffed pumpkin dip time. I'm telling you, I literally last night. So I watched some scary movies. I watched. Um, I did watch Doctor Sleep because we'd watched Shining last week, and then I started the new Netflix one, The Haunting of Bay Manor. Oh, that's the new like they had the Haunted Hill last year or two years ago. This one is also Carla Gugino in oh, this like sort it. of, but but in this ancillary role. This is a little bit. It's The Haunting of Bay Manor, and it's spooky kids, which I don't do well with like kids who are gonna try to kill you. I don't. I don't know how to handle that. Yeah. But nonetheless, I started it, so we'll see how that goes. But I all I thought was I should have some pumpkin dip while I'm scaring myself. Well, and if you're on HBO, you should be watching that Lovecraft. I can't get into that. I keep missing it. It's, I am watching the third day though with Jude Law. That one is a good one. Okay.